0: And welcome to today's episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast, presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. It is finally our January books episode. Um, hopefully, I sound better <laughs> and not sick. Um, so, yes, we got January books today. This um, for our listeners who are maybe new. This is a monthly thing that um, we do. Me for the last few months. Um, But where, um, sort of look ahead to all the great books that are coming out in the upcoming month. This time we're doing January, 2022. There are some good books coming, y'all. I'm very excited for these and I'm very excited to share them. Um, fun housekeeping stuff to get out of the way first. Oh, first, actually, as part of the fun housekeeping... All of these titles will be linked in the show notes. So if you're, you know, like driving or whatever, you don't have to worry about trying to remember the books. They will be linked in the show notes. Um, You can find the podcast on um, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. Our website is professionalbooknerds.com. And you can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Our 2022 ProBookNerds Reading Challenge is out now. Um, I went over the um, different categories last week uh, and you can get um, a copy of the sheet um, on our social media and on our website and all that fun stuff. So I think that's all the fun housekeeping stuff. So let's get into it with some January book picks. First book up is Olga Dies Dreaming by Sochil Gonzalez. I'm not going to talk too much about this because I just interviewed Sochil in our um, Monday episode just a few days ago. So go listen to that and then read this book. Um, but <laughs> this is, it's set in 2017. It's about Olga and her, her brother um, Pedro. And they live in New York. Um, Olga is a wedding planner for like, very high end weddings in Manhattan. Um, her brother is in politics. He's a very popular congressman. You know, representing their gentrified um, neighborhood behind closed doors. So, despite these very like positive out um, outward appearances, things are not so great. Um, their mom is currently still back home in uh Puerto Rico. She writes to them. Um this is sort of set against the backdrop backdrop of hurricane season um in Puerto Rico and you know Sochil talks a lot about that in our interview. So that is Olga Dies Dreaming by Sochil Gonzalez. Again I got to interview her. Interview is up now. It's it's so good, so good next up we have reckless girls by rachel hawkins rachel had previously written the wife upstairs this is her new one all right so beautiful wild and strange Merrow island is a desolate spot in the middle of the pacific ocean with a mysterious history of shipwrecks cannibalism and even rumors of murder it's the perfect destination For the most adventurous traveler to escape everything except the truth. Six stunning 20-somethings are about to embark on a blissful, free-spirited journey, one filled with sun-drenched days and intoxicating nights. But as it becomes clear that the group is even more cut off from civilization than they initially thought, it starts to feel like the island itself is closing in, sending them on a dangerous spiral of discovery. When one person goes missing and another turns up dead, the remaining friends wonder what dark currents lie beneath the impenetrable paradise and who else will be swept under its secluded chaos. Okay. We we all know, if you've been listening for any amount of time, that I love me some gothic um, mystery suspense, right? You got like the gothic thing. You got like an Agatha Christie... On an island, like, this is very, feels very, um, and then there were none, but on a tropical island, which is fantastic, fantastic. It is a very, I also love the color. It has a very bright, colorful color, color cover, but there's just something a little like, there is something happening here that I'm not sure about. So that is Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins. Speaking of gorgeous covers, next up we have The Ivory Key by Akshaya Raman. This is four siblings, a country in ruin, and one quest to save them all. So Vera is desperate to get out of her mother's shadow and establish her legacy as a revered queen of Oshaka. But with the country's only quarry running out of magic, a precious resource that has kept the country safe from conflict... She can barely protect her citizens from the looming threat of war. And if her enemies discover this, they'll stop at nothing to seize the last of the magic. Vera's only hope is to find a mysterious order of legend, the Ivory Key, rumored to unlock a new source of magic. But in order to infiltrate enemy territory and retrieve it, she must reunite with her siblings, torn apart by broken relationships and the different paths their lives have taken. Each of them has something to gain from finding the ivory key, and even more to lose if they fail. Ronik plans to sell it to the highest bidder in exchange for escape from his impending political and unwanted marriage. Caleb, falsely accused of assassinating the former Maharani, needs it to clear his name. And Rhea, the runaway sibling who cut all family ties, wants the key to prove her loyalty to the rebels who took her in. The siblings must work together to survive the treacherous journey, but with each sibling harboring secrets and their own conflicting agendas, the very thing that brought them together could tear their family and their world apart for good. This is a first in a duology, you know, Indian inspired fantasy. Love it. So here for this. So here for this. So that is the ivory key. Next, we have The Magnolia Palace by Fiona Davis. If you are not familiar with Fiona's work, she takes historical New York landmarks and writes historical fiction about them. There are usually two timelines that kind of go back and forth, um, and this is no different. So this is about one of New York City's most impressive Gilded Age mansions. So eight months since losing her mother in the Spanish flu outbreak of 1919, 21-year-old Lillian Carter's life has completely fallen apart. For the past six years, under the moniker Angelica, Lillian was one of the most sought-after artist models in New York City, with statues based on her figure gracing landmarks from the Plaza Hotel to the Brooklyn Bridge. But with her mother gone, a grieving Lillian is waterless and desperate. The work has dried up, and with a looming scandal, has left her compl- entirely without a safe haven. So when she stumbles upon an employment opportunity at the Frick Mansion, a building that, ironically, bears her own visage, Lillian jumps at the chance. But the longer she works as a private secretary to the imperious and demanding Helen Frick, the daughter and heiress of an industrialist and art patron Henry Clay Frick, the more deeply her life gets entwined with that of the family, pulling her into a tangled web of romantic trysts stolen jewels and family drama that runs so deep the stakes just may be life or death nearly 50 years later mod english model veronica weber has her own chance to make her career and with it earn the money she needs to support her family back home within the walls of the former frick residence now converted into one of new york city's most impressive museums but when she along with a charming intern and building art curator named Joshua is dismissed from the Vogue shoot taking place at the Frick Collection, she chances upon a series of hidden messages in the museum. Messages that will lead her and Joshua on a hunt that could not only solve Veronica's financial woes, but could finally reveal the truth behind a decades-old murder in the infamous Frick family. Y'all. Y'all. I... Oh, I love Fiona's book so much. She just, oh, she just takes these, you know, places that are very well known. She's written about the New York Public Library. She's written about Grand Central. And she just finds such fun ways to talk about them. Um, and, you know, oh, so good. So that is The Magnolia Palace by Fiona Davis. And now we'll take a quick break for a word from this week's sponsor. feel like your mind doesn't have an off switch? Or the tension is constantly traveling through your body? Or do you feel tired no matter how much you sleep? That's just a few of the many ways stress, anxiety, and sleeplessness can harm your mind and body. This year, why not make small changes to your daily routine that have a big influence on your mental health and well-being? Start your year with Headspace. We all say fine when we don't mean it. Fine isn't really an emotion, is it? How many times have you told yourself you're fine, when all you really feel is anger or sadness or nerves? Headspace is scientifically proven to help you manage your feelings and your mental health. In fact, a recent study proved in just two weeks, headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. Whether you want to relieve stress and anxiety, sleep better, or improve your focus, headspace is your everyday dose of mindfulness for real life. Stress and anxiety often keep me up at night or wake me up from a deep sleep to keep me up at night. And I love Headspace's meditations for sleep to help me either go to sleep or get back to sleep when I need it. However you're feeling, try Headspace at headspace.com PBN and get one month free of their entire mindfulness library. This is the best Headspace offer available. So go to headspace.com PBN today. It's headspace.com PBN. Next, we have Walhalla by Nikki May, which is, um, in some of the different blurbs and things I've seen, is sort of compared to um, Sex and the City, but in a, in a more modern way, and also um, follows three Anglo-Nigerian best friends and the lethally glamorous fourth woman who infiltrates their group, which, that, that sounds great. Also, if you're like me, and I've been watching And Just Like That... And have feelings about it that are not all positive. You know what? I may just stop watching and read this instead. So, uh, Ronk wants happily ever after and 2.2 kids. She's dating, KO'd, and wants him to be the one. Perfect, like her dead father. Her friends think he's just another in a long line of dodgy Nigerian boyfriends. Boo has everything Ronk wants. A kind husband, gorgeous child. But she's frustrated, unfulfilled... Plagued by guilt and desperate to remember who she used to be. Simi is the golden one with the perfect lifestyle. No one knows she's crippled by imposter syndrome and attempted and to pack it all in each time her boss mentions her urban vibe. Her husband thinks they're trying for a baby. She is not. When the high-flying, charismatic Isabel explodes into the group, it seems at first she's bringing out the best in each woman. She gets Simi an interview in Hong Kong. She goes jogging with Boo. But the more Isabelle intervenes, the more chaos she sows. And Ronk, Simi and Boo's close friendships begin to crack. This is a sharp modern take on friendship, ambition, culture... Wow. Culture and betrayal. Wahala, which means trouble, is an unforgettable novel from a brilliant new voice. Okay, let's be honest. This sounds way better than Sex in the City. And Definitely better than, and just like that. So that is Wahala by Nikki May. Y'all. Okay. (laughs) We love to see it. We love to see it. You know that I love me some murder at an educational campus. And so we have A Narrow Door by Joanne Harris. Okay. It's an incendiary moment for St. Oswald School. See, I'm so excited I can't even talk. For the first time in its history, a headmistress is in power, the gates opening to girls. Rebecca Buckfest has spilled blood to reach this position. I feel like that's not, like, a euphemism. I feel like that's literal. Anyway, barely 40, she is starting to reap the harvest of her ambition. As the new regime takes on the old guard, the ground shifts. And with it, the remains of a body are discovered. See? Told ya. Not... Not metaphorical. (laughs) But Rebecca is here to make her mark. She'll bury the past so deep it will evade even her own memory, just like she has done before. Now see, so often, the sort of dark academia, the kind of murder on an educational campus involving a close-knit group of um, quirky characters, it's about the students. This is about, like, the teachers and the people in charge, which is like... Amazing! Again, we love to see it. So that is a narrow door by Joanne Harris. Next, we have Battle of the Linguist Mages. All right, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um, everything about this. Oh, it was by um, Scott O'More. E- everything about this, from the cover and the description, is just okay. So Isabel is the queen of the medieval. Rave-themed VR game Sparkle Dungeon. I feel like... I don't really need anything else. Medieval, rave-themed VR game Sparkle Dungeon. Her prowess in the game makes her an ideal candidate to learn the secrets of power morphemes, unnaturally dense units of meaning that warp perception when skillfully pronounced. (laughs) It just, it keeps getting better and better. But Isabel's reputation makes her the target of a strange resistance movement led by spell-casting anarchists, who may be the only thing stopping the cabal from toppling California over the edge of a terrible transformation, with 40 million lives at stake. Time is short for Isabelle to level up and choose a side, because the cabal has attracted much bigger and weirder enemies than the anarchist resistance, emerging from dark and vicious dimensions of reality and heading straight for planet Earth. I just... How how do you not love everything about this? You know, I love me video game books. And this cover, it's like very kind of like, you know, there's some like 8-bit icons on it from video games it's like a neon word linguist mages where a pronunciation of something can warp perception i mean we got wizards we have spell casting anarchists everything about this is amazing so that is battle of the linguist mages by scotto moore Next up, we have Her Hidden Genius by Marie Benedict. Y'all, we love Marie on this podcast. She's a longtime um, friend of the podcast. And her new book is all about Rosalind Franklin, who was a scientist and um, instrumental in discovering um, the... DNA and sort of how um the like the double helix and unfortunately though (laughs) um history does not remember her because she worked with watson and crick who won the nobel prize and she her own personal contributions were not recognized for it at that time um and so Marie has taken Rosalind's story and in that amazing way that she does has fictionalized it and um, in the, in a brilliant historical novel. And that, yeah, again, we love Marie. I have an interview with her coming. Love to chat with her. Love her book. So that is her hidden genius. And finally, we have the short story collection Fiona and Jane by Jean Chen Ho. Best friends since second grade, Fiona Lynn and Jane Shen, explore the lonely freeways and seedy bars of Los Angeles together through their teenage years, surviving unfulfilling romantic encounters, and carrying with them the scars of their family's tumultuous pasts. Fiona was always destined to leave her effortless beauty burnished by fierce ambition, qualities that Jane admired and feared in equal measure. When Fiona moves to New York and cares for her sick friend through a breakup with an opportunistic boyfriend, Jane remains in California and grieves her estranged father's sudden death, in the process alienating an overzealous girlfriend. Strained by distance and unintended betrayals, the women float in and out of each other's lives, their friendship both a beacon of home and a reminder of all they lost. In stories told in alternating voices, Jean Chen, Ho's debut collection, peels back the layers of female friendship, the intensity, resentment, and boundless love to probe the beating hearts of young women coming to terms with themselves and each other in light of the insecurities and shame that holds them back. I love any book that really explores female friendship because it can be very complicated, especially when it's those friends who have known you for most of your life, um, as it sounds like this is, and, you know, you see each other through... Just growing up and breakups and parental death. And it's always, you know, tinged with a lot of various complicated feelings sometimes. So that is Fiona and Jane by Jean Chen Ho. Those are, we got our January um, book picks for January 2020. Hope you all have some books to add to your TBR now. And that's all I got for you all. All right. Happy reading, everyone. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Jill Grudenwald and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Hello everyone, my name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, Next Best Picture.